to the Bison Sports Podcast. Your exclusive look at Oklahoma Baptist Athletics. And hi again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bison Sports Podcast, a special edition this week coming to you from the 2018 Great American Conference Baseball Tournament in Enid. I'm Todd Miller along with Cassidy Fletcher. And Cassidy, as we record things right now, very, very good for the Bison, both on the mound and particularly from an offensive standpoint, at least two games through this tournament. Oh, that's right. They've really just gone out there and clobbered the baseball and uh, scored double-digit runs, had double-digit hits in the last – uh, in the first two games of the Great American Conference Tournament, this is their first appearance in the tournament, and you wouldn't know it by by watching them. They uh, they are going out there and really uh, performing at, at the highest level, and I think they're certainly playing the best, uh, looks like the best team uh, out on the field this weekend. At least through two games, OBU is in the driver's seat of this conference. Now, there's still a long ways to go. You have to win two more ball games, but everybody in the field now, has a loss except the Bison. That means everybody is working their way through the loser's bracket to get their shot at OBU, using up precious, precious pitching. And that's right. And you look at it, and the Bison have had really good starting performances. Uh, we saw Zach Fowler in that second game go six and two-thirds innings, and, and he had to battle to get to that point. Uh, and the pitching so far has, has been great. They've allowed uh, – the bison arms to, to really stay fresh. I haven't had to use too many of them. OBU's looking great. Everybody else, not so much. And uh, you start getting some weaker arms against this bison lineup, and, man, it, it's going to be uh, – I would not like to be on the other side of that equation. On this special edition of the podcast from Enid, today's guest is graduate assistant Keith Ballard and also uh, left-hander Michael Yarber. Yarber has an interesting story, and he's going to tell us about that in just a moment. Find it out in November his school, St. Gregory's, no longer exists. You have to pack up. You have to find a new home. And I'll tell you what, the Cavaliers' demise, unfortunately, has turned out to be a blessing for OBU. Absolutely. And uh, you look at the rotation this entire season, and you wonder what would it have looked like without Michael Yarber, uh, what he was able to bring to the Hill on a, on a daily basis whenever when it was his time. He was a weekend starter for him, And, you know, he, he goes out there in, in game one uh, and, and – really did exactly what you needed him to do. I'm going to tell you, this season would not be what it is right now. One win shy of another 30-win campaign and closing in on a Division II postseason championship here in Enid without Michael Yarber because you think Albertus Barber missed almost a week. We've really not even seen A.J. Merkel this year. Nick Burnham, an arm that they were going to count on, really has not been available. So you take Michael Yarber off of this staff, wow, it could have been pretty scary. Uh, it could have been not the result that you were looking for if you're a Bison fan. Uh, he's really played a pivotal role for this team, and you just can't say enough good things about the way that he's handled the situation coming in. Uh, thought he was going to play for one team in the fall. It ends up playing for a, a completely different team across the street uh, in, in the spring. And uh, the way that he's fit in with this team, the way that he, he he's just meshed and is really – done such a great job in that rotation you, you just love to see guys come in put it that have put in the hard work and they get rewarded for it all right stay tuned coming up on this special bison sports podcast we will hear from michael yarber and keach ballard as we continue from enid oklahoma 
We're back in a moment. OBU students, are you looking to begin a career in athletics? Well, here's your chance. Get your start in college athletics today by joining the Charge Crew. Help create the game day environment by executing marketing plans, special presentations, and game day promotions for all OBU home athletic events. For more information and an application to sign up, visit obubison.com slash charge crew. Hey fans, need new bison apparel? ShopOBUBison.com is the only place online to purchase officially licensed bison apparel, accessories, and more. Open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Visit ShopOBUBison.com today. Hey listeners, this is Rory Taylor, a student at OBU and editor of this podcast. If you like our podcast, you should rate and review us. Just go on iTunes or SoundCloud, give us five stars, and leave us your thoughts. Welcome back to this special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast from Enid, Oklahoma. As we join Oklahoma Baptist Baseball in this year's edition of the Great American Conference Tournament, I'm Todd Miller. We're joined by assistant coach Keach Ballard and also left-hander Michael Yarber. Let's begin with you, Michael. You have quite a story as you make your way from Oregon all the way to Shawnee, and this is your actual second stop collegiately in the city limits of Shawnee. Tell us, first of all, how you get from the Northwest to the Midwest. Well, um, I wanted to stay, like, Pacific Northwest at first. So out of JUCO, out of Portland, I went to Central Washington, but that didn't pan out. Took a, um, a spring off. And then I had friends who played at St. Gregory's in Shawnee. And so I just decided, you know, might as well go. I just wanted to go somewhere where I was going to play for sure. And then played there last year, and then obviously the school shut down. So Take us through that day in November. I mean, they don't give you guys much time when they come in and say, look, Sorry, guys, we're open now for about four more weeks, and then you're going to have to go find another place to play. How difficult was that day, and how much of a surprise was it for you? Like Honestly, it didn't set in when I, they first told me. I was like, I was kind of shocked. But I remember it was so sudden, basically, like we were scrimmaging that day. And I uh, got out of class, and I was to the scrimmage late. Then right when I got there, basically, they said, all right, everyone, put your turfs on, go to the gym, there's a school meeting. And we got there, and then some lady I've never seen before was like reading a letter from the president and within like the first two sentences you could tell that the school is going to be shut down just like I don't know it was really weird and then yeah basically so Michael that's pretty traumatic for anybody but someone that's halfway across the yeah. United States all of a sudden to have that rug pulled out from underneath you mm-hmm. what immediately goes through your mind I've got to find a place to go to school I've got to find a place to continue playing baseball yeah, I didn't know where I was going to go, but, I mean, about 10 minutes after we got the news, I got a call from a coach already, like, at um, OCU in the city. Then after that, my phone was, like, ringing quite a bit for, like, the next week. But I didn't talk to many coaches, honestly, because I didn't know where I wanted to go. I didn't know if I wanted to play baseball, actually, to be honest. So, um, But I'm glad I went to OBU. Obviously, you're familiar with OBU. I mean, yeah. separated two miles down the street. So was that when that – contact was initially made become a pretty easy choice for you to extend your career yeah I mean I, I liked all the coaches and um, I heard good things about the guys anyways so and I met a few the first day I was out and they seemed like good guys you know I made the comment I think during your start the other night that you are not a typical transfer student usually you come in in the fall you work out in the fall and then you play in the spring 
you had to get to know your teammates in a matter of weeks, yeah. really, before spring camp started. Yeah, and it made it easy having PJ with me, too, so that was nice. Talk about your experience thus far at OBU. I mean, this is a very, very uh, talented team that you get to pitch in front of every night. Yeah, probably the most talented team I've been on. It's it's amazing. I mean, I've had some rough like rough patches pitching, obviously, but it's just nice to have a team that can bounce back from like if I get into a jam or like Bergie especially. I feel like he's made some amazing plays in center field, so that's really helped me out. I talked about this the other night on the broadcast about Juan Gonzalez. Everybody talks about Juan for what he does offensively. You being a pitcher, I think you can attest to just how good of a guy he is behind the plate handling that pitching staff. Yeah, Juan can block very well, and he's very smart. Like, there's times I'll shake him off, and then that pitch won't pan out, and I'm like, all right, I'm not shaking Juan off anymore, so I'll stick with him. I think it's fair to say here you are, a chance to move on to the postseason. You're pretty glad you went ahead and uh, extended your playing career. Yeah, I'm very happy I did. What was, what was the decision? Was it an initial shock that, hey, I don't know if I want to play baseball anymore? Well... I mean, it was that, like, I didn't want to, well, I didn't necessarily have the money to move out of Shawnee, so, and thankfully my roommate stayed here, too, to go to OBU, so that enabled me to, like, stay in the same house, and so this was, like, best case scenario, and this, it was just nice to have this opportunity. As we record this podcast, you guys set just two wins away from winning the Great American Conference Tournament. Uh, it seems like this team is hitting its peak stride. Do you agree both on the mound and certainly from an offensive standpoint? Yeah, I definitely think we're peaking at the right time. Keach Bauer joined us on the postgame show the other night. He gets a return engage, but he was so good. I told you the other day, hey, baseball didn't work out. First as a player, coach, I guess you can come work with me. How's hey, that? I'd be, I'd be glad to sit right next to you in the booth. Fun times back on Bison Hill uh, and making a deep postseason run just like the old days. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, like I said last night, uh, this program's been known for its success and uh, what Boss has always been able to do with – the, the versatility and what you always get. You know, you always have new players coming in and whatnot, and in their uniqueness, we end up having success. You and I were talking before we came on. You began your career at the University of Oklahoma, played the final three years at NAIOBU. I had tweeted this out a while ago, and I think you agree with it. Sometimes I think kids in the recruiting process in all sports get caught up with D1, D2, NAI. Don't you agree that it's better for a kid to find the school that fits their talents and abilities yeah, best yeah, and yeah. forget about what classification? Definitely, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm living proof of it, you know. Like you said, I went to OU, and, you know, when I look back on it after my career, and I had a great career with it, and I wouldn't change a thing. But when I look back at it, I would tell people, even high school players, whatever you're, you know, whatever it may be, always pick the place that's going to fit you the best. You know, look for the place that's going to get you playing time because D1s aren't necessarily looking for out for your best interest. They're looking out for the best interest in the whole program, you know. As to where when you get to a D2, you know, you might actually have a little bit more playing time and that ends up being more successful in building confidence. You and I mentioned this the other night in our post-game interview that Coach Cox gets so much credit for his wins, and he should. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best that's ever done it, but he's probably even better off the field, Yeah, helping people grow into young, exactly. uh, successful people. Yeah. You said you learned both things at OBU as much as you'd ever learned yeah. in any other place. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a great example of it was a devotional yesterday. You know, what a great man. You know, the guy that can get up there, not only talk about baseball at an exceptionally high level, but the guy can sit there and relate to every single player and look you straight in the eye and tell you, hey, character is what it's all about. You know, if you build your character around the Lord, you know, and our Savior, I mean, uh, success is 
on the uh, on the horizon. Obviously, you're a baseball player. You've had a very successful playing career. Now trying to parlay that over yeah. into coaching, but mm-hmm. I didn't know this before we came on. You were talking about you're a good golfer. At one yeah. point, you actually considered golf, yeah, and maybe not baseball. Interesting yeah. story. How'd that happen? Uh, you know uh, what happened? I uh, I qualified for this tournament, this indigenous tournament, and uh, you know it's just something I used to go out there with my dad, just hack it around and whatnot. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually decent at this. So I'm gonna give it a try. I went out there and I actually ended up First winning the tournament. First of all, I'm going to stop you for just a second, Keach. I think that your idea of hacking it around <laughs> and my idea of hacking it around are two, two totally different things, but go ahead and finish. Yeah, but uh, anyways, uh, you know, I got to the tournament and I really I really learned a lot about myself. You know, I learned about how I can stay confident in my own skin and teach myself that it's an individual sport and whatnot, and you're always going to have to work around your own self. You know, and I think that also led in over into baseball with me as well because it taught me how to take one pitch at a time you know don't ever take it off always got to stay locked in and always keep that approach through whatever it may be everybody dreams of getting to the big leagues in baseball you've had that small sample Mm -hmm. of professional life outside the majors give us a walkthrough of what life is in the minors because it's not near as glamorous I think as a lot of people want to portray it yeah I mean you're not making the big bucks like a lot of people like to think you know actually a great example of it is uh, exactly what the players are going through right now you know seven o'clock start late wake up you know take your time get your relax in and uh, let's get to the field about three o'clock go compete work our butts off and then uh, let's do the same thing over again the next day don't you have to do a lot of inner perspective at that level like yeah. can I continue to move up or do I eventually face that decision that I've got to go on and do other things yeah you know uh everybody's faced with that uh with that right there in front of you and uh you know the biggest thing about it is always staying confident in your own skin like I was talking about and like I said about the golf game you know it, uh, it teaches you how to stay confident and positive in your own thoughts in your own skin and it's the same thing when it comes to baseball you know I mean one pitch at a time do what you can if it's it's unsuccessful or if it's a failure, you know, guess what? You got another pitch coming at you, you know, or you're about to toss another pitch. So uh, either way you look at it, you know, you just got to stay positive and always have confidence within yourself. At what point did you look and go, I need to move on? Yeah. This isn't going to work for me. Well, uh, what happened was I uh, I got called in early in the morning. The guy said, hey, we're either going to send you down or we'll give you a release. And I said, you know what? It's probably best for me to get my release. And I knew probably moving forward I wasn't probably going to get picked up. I didn't have the greatest hitting career, I guess you would say. But, uh, you know, the way I looked at it, I learned so much about the game, and I knew that I always wanted to help other people out, and I always wanted to stay around the game of baseball. And it taught me how to, to go ahead and connect with players, you know, with guys that are on the team right now. You know, it shows them how far they can go in the game and what it takes to really get to that level. The day of reckoning, though, has to be difficult, doesn't it? I mean, we're all humans. We all have some level yeah. of ego, yeah. and, and you've had a lot of success, obviously, that to that point in your career just to get there. Mm-hmm. How hard is that for a player? You know, it's a, it takes a little bit for it to set in, like anything. You know, for a while, there's just like this little period where you don't really know what's going on. You know, for me, it, it took about two, three weeks for me to even figure out what I was going to do because I, I would sit at home, go to the golf course, and try to, like, clear my mind, you know, and erase the thoughts that I had about it. And the biggest thing about it is just uh, just take your time and figure out what you want to do, you know, because you never know what's going to happen and let let it come to you. Don't try to force it. Your job on your role on this coaching staff is to work with the middle infielders. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, from February to now, those yeah. guys have made vast improvement. Well, yeah. We had some great middle infielders here, and these two have a chance 
going forward to continue that tradition. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, they're a great group of guys, especially in the middle infield. I mean, all the way around the guys that are on the mound and whatnot. And I'm, I'm sure it's a big thing right here with Michael. You know, it's always nice having the confidence in your middle infield actually turning double plays. So, you know, it just took a little bit, a little bit of time for them to connect, you know. And like we talked about last night, cold weather, California guys, you know, it's just a different game, you know. And so now that we're getting a little bit more uh, steam and confidence built up, it's really letting players relax and play loose. Keats Ballard and Michael Yarber with us on this special edition of the Bison Sports Podcast. A couple of questions for you, Michael, and then we'll let you guys get out of here. How difficult has this spring been for you? We talked about the transition, but the weather just has not been real conducive uh, to getting into a rhythm as a baseball player. Yeah, um, the weather, I've had only one start really where it's been super cold, and that was brutal. Um, but I'm kind of used to colder weather being in the Pacific Northwest. But now that it's getting hotter, like I like pitching in hotter weather because – I feel like it's better for your arm, obviously, but it just keeps me more in a rhythm. The bond that you and P.J. Harris have, obviously it goes just beyond being teammates now at this point, doesn't it, because you've had to bridge a gap in your playing careers. Yeah, I mean, P.J. and I didn't really talk much at St. Gregory's just in the fall, um, but then once we both decided to go to OBU, we started talking more and hanging out more, and it definitely made the transition easier, and I feel like it helped connect with the guys. Great job today, guys. Keep it going. Hope to see you play for a couple more weeks. Let's do it. Let's do it. Michael Yarber and Keach Ballard visiting with us here on the Bison Sports Podcast. We're live from Enid. We'll be back to wrap it up in just a moment. Fans, stay up to date on the latest at OBU Sports. Follow Oklahoma Baptist University Athletics on Facebook at OBU Bison and on Twitter and Instagram at OBU underscore athletics. OBUBison.com, the official website of OBU Athletics. Get the latest news on all of your favorite bison sports and listen to the live streams on OBUBison.com. And a big thank you to Michael and Keats for stopping by and visiting with us on this special Bison Sports Network podcast here from Enid Cassidy. Hopefully not the last. It is the first special edition from the baseball tournament, but... Look for more of these coming your way down the line. Oh, that's right, and hopefully we can uh, incorporate some post-game interviews, and we're going to be looking to just expand things moving forward. Uh, we're, we're at this tournament for today and, and tomorrow as well, so we're going to try to continue to, to get some players and coaches, get their perspective on the games, and uh, obviously if things go very well for the Bison, then we would probably have uh, a special edition championship edition at some point as well so just stay tuned as long as you're subscribed on itunes that's the easiest way they'll just drop right into your feed you can also find us on soundcloud we post everything on social media Uh, if you like this please give us a a five-star review in the itunes store uh, and tell a friend about it if you know somebody that's a sports fan that's a that's an obu fan uh, regardless uh, if you like this let them know about it and you know what? If you don't like this, tell your enemies about it. And stay tuned to obubison.com for all the postseason broadcast uh, coverage here again on obubison.com. That'll wrap up this special podcast for Michael Yarber, for Keats Ballard, and for Cassidy Fletcher. I'm Todd Miller. So long from Enid.